On ABC Local Radio, you're with Rod Quinn. Time to talk health and fitness with Professor Gordon Lynch, Head of the Physiology Department at the University of Melbourne. Gordon, good morning. Good morning, Rod. We're all getting older, aren't we, Gordon? Oh, yeah, most definitely. For me, it's... um, I mean, despite me training and advocating training and so on, it gets more difficult as you get older. And when I look at people in their 20s and 30s and think, gee, look how easy they're training, even to to your 40s, when you start getting into your 50s, um, you know, the time to get to the the training, to do the things, but also deterioration of just the the structure. So that we talk about muscles, joints and so on there is that age-related deterioration which we hope we can slow the rate at which those sort of deterioration occurs but it has a consequence for many of the things that we do and one of the things we'll talk about this morning is about flexibility uh, and how we as we get older losing that flexibility can have consequences and, and perhaps what we can do to maintain flexibility and range of motion. Because as you get older, it gets harder to move around, harder to remain flexible. That's what you want to talk about this morning, getting older but staying flexible. So when you talk about flexibility, what parts of the body are you referring to? We're talking about um, around the joints. A range of motion uh, around the joints would tend to mean that we need to have supple muscles to allow a certain range of motion and extendability. So we're talking about around the joints, so shoulders hips, knees, ankles and so on. Maintaining posture, you need to have good flexibility, uh, for, you know, normal movement and exercise, you need to have good movements, which you know, movement around joints. Avoiding joint stiffness, which could lead to other sorts of health ailments. That's why when we talk about fitness, fitness is a multi-component thing and it's not just about strength, it's not just about uh, aerobic fitness and uh, walking and, and cycling and so on for, for as long as you can. This is also a component is flexibility. So flexibility is often neglected and as we get older, because of the, the sort of the age-related changes in the tissues themselves, it becomes harder to maintain that suppleness of the tissue and therefore it can lead to changes in the range of motion and that can lead to deterioration of different things. I'll give you some examples for myself. My hamstrings are much tighter before because I do a lot of sitting in front of the computer. I'm not getting up as much as what I should be. My chest may be slightly constrained in terms of my posture, hunched in front of the computer. My back muscles might be tight because I'm and prone to spasm. I'd speak for, for many people in those sorts of sedentary type jobs where you're sitting down a lot, flexibility um, it deteriorates rapidly and that's why you need to stick with it and, and do some exercises because uh, the sorts of things that I'm talking about as, as we get older, muscles are declining not just in the size, so the muscle fibres are changing in size, but it's also the quality of the tissue as well. So we need to counteract this normal infiltration of connective tissue, stiff material that accumulates between the muscle fibres, which naturally changes the suppleness of the muscle itself that compromises the range of motion around the joints and that can relate, you know, relate to muscle and joint stiffness. So that's the purpose of why we need to remain flexible. Uh, we need to think about, well, how can we do that? And that is the question, isn't it? Because in so many of these situations, especially if you haven't been working out throughout your life, it is easier said than done. So if somebody is getting older, they are concerned about you know, their joints, and we talked a lot about that recently, what can they actually do 
uh, to become more flexible or maintain a level of flexibility? Well, I think there, there is some good news and because of this loss of flexibility leading to changes in posture and, and so on and aches and pains and, and, and whatnot, if we stretch regularly, stretching exercises, they can, it can help alleviate the stiffness and improve the joint range of motion. And I think an encouraging thing is that studies on people well into their 80s, 90s and so on have shown that they can still improve their flexibility. So how do we maintain flexibility? We stretch regularly. I think a little little bit of stretching every day is sort of the ideal form and I'm, I'm sort of pointing to myself thinking I, I talk a lot about this and I, I sometimes sit in front of the TV and maybe during an ad break or whatever or during a sports game I might sit there and do some stretching exercises but it, all I do is I notice gee I, that's a bit <laughs> I'm much stiffer than I was many years ago so I, I think if we do it on a regular basis uh, a little stretching every day is going to be best. So if you've only got time to just do a few stretches each day, stretch the the, you know, the larger muscle groups. Focus on that. So as we get older, I think the major problem areas are the shoulders, the hamstrings, the muscles at the back of the of the legs, upper legs, our hips and our lower back, and even our calf muscles. Often, because we get older, we're we're prone to cramping and things like that. So all of those muscle groups are prone to becoming stiffer and sore as we get older. So there are various stretching exercises for the shoulders, hamstrings, lower back, calves, etc. that can be easily found on the internet and there are some good stretches and not so good stretches and there are many different types of stretches. So I think it's important that we just identify what those stretches are because it can be a bit overwhelming. Okay. You're with Rod Quinn, ABC Local Radio. Gordon Lynch is our guest talking health and fitness. You talk about those stretches Yes, if you look it up, maybe you uh, find the good ones, maybe you find the bad ones. It's hard to know at the start. So what would you recommend that people do? And we should, of course, point out, take it easy to begin with. Find what you are able to do. And if you find that you can't do that, maybe try another type. But what are the basic ones that you might want to start with? Yeah, you'll see some different terminologies about different sorts of stretches, static stretching, ballistic stretching, dynamic stretching, PNF stretching. There's a whole range of different types of stretching exercises and I know it's a bit daunting and confusing knowing where to start but as you become more familiar and that's the purpose of what we talk about each week is to raise awareness about these different things and that's the, hopefully a starting point for where you can go with this. With static sort of stretching, uh, the goal is to sort of hold a position that will gently stretch the muscle and you hold that for a, say up to 30 seconds and you can relax the muscle then repeat that and stretch the muscle for, for several times. That's, that's, that's sort of of the sort of the safest way of stretching and that's where many people can start and I think that's a way we should we should do that is just doing it doing a few static type of stretches to get used to what it feels like to stretch a muscle a dynamic stretch on the other on the other hand is assuming a position at the end of a range of motion and then you sort of apply a little bit of pressure to push the muscle beyond that length and that's the sort of stretching that mimics a sort of sporting action sports a kicking action in football or martial arts types of movements where you might be kicking and, and stretching out those muscles and that's a sort of a dynamic type of stretch with both of those sorts of stretches you can only go so far without pain so you, the, the whole thing about is, is about awareness about the joint the, the movement around the joint the, the the tautness of the muscle you don't go beyond that limit if you feel pain during or after clearly you may be stretching too far so we can do that in a, in a safer way and I think as always Rod with when we talk about 
different types of exercises. You might see them, you might say, oh, I want to do this sort of exercise. I think it's important to talk with your doctor first because if you've got shoulder problems like in osteoarthritis, you don't want to do shoulder or upper arm stretches, which might aggravate the condition. If you've had hip surgery or back surgery, you need to to discuss this. I know it sounds logical, but often we were very enthusiastic and want to do a particular exercise, but we need to make sure it's the right exercise for us. So you know, make sure that you, you get the all clear to do those particular stretches. You may need to have an expert, it might be a physical therapist or someone else, a, a trainer that will show you particular types of stretching exercises suitable for you. But just making sure that you, you do these exercises in a way which is safe. And that's like all exercises, we start off with the stretches slowly, working our way gently through those different types of exercises, breathing normally while we hold a stretch. You don't, you don't ever hold your, your breath when you're doing these sorts of things. But I think avoid stretching the muscles when you're cold. So you need to warm them up beforehand. You might want to ride a stationary bike, do a bit of walking or some light calisthenics beforehand and ease into the stretches. You don't want to overdo it so you feel sort of a trembling or a burning or a pain within the muscles. That's the last thing we want to do. And if you don't have time to focus on a lot of different sort of stretching exercises, just focus on a few. The larger muscle groups would be best around the shoulders, the hamstrings, uh, the, the calf muscles. So if you're at work, such as I am and I, I always advocate this concept of taking a fit break where you might interrupt your gazing in front of the computer, get up regularly and, and do some sort of exercise. Stretching would be one of those exercises we can incorporate as part of the fit break. So it may be some shoulder stretches, it could be some hamstring muscle stretches or calf muscle stretches by um, stretching against using a wall to stretch out those muscles. Those are the sorts of things which we can do on a regular basis which will see an improvement in our flexibility. It's just one of those components of fitness that we often neglect and we just think oh well I'll focus on doing my strength training or my aerobic exercise and I'll, I'll, and I'll get to the flexibility training later and that's where the problem set in because over time as the tissue is starting to change as well we're losing our, our, our natural suppleness our range of motion will be compromised so it's about knowing the different types of stretches and I've, I've just listed a few of the different types of stretches and some are going to be suitable some won't be suitable for you do the ones that are safe initially and then you can just try different ones as you become more proficient but exercises and, and activities like yoga Tai Chi, Pilates, they're all really good exercises for maintaining flexibility and range of motion. This was very apparent to me, Rod, uh, a, a few weeks ago when I was at a school camp with my youngest son and they had a, a, a yoga session. And the last time I did a yoga session was when I was on the same camp three years ago and I thought, wonderful stuff, I need to do this and I hadn't done it since. And I noticed even that three-year period of flexibility in exercises I thought I wasn't too bad at before, I was not so good at again. And I think that just shows you that over time, if you're not regularly performing these sorts of stretching exercises, your range of motion will be compromised. So I think it's a, the, the message is always start slowly, build up gradually, but there are many different exercises we can do which incorporate this natural type of stretching, which will be safe and effective. Yoga, Tai Chi, Pilates, if you do those sorts of things. I'm amazed at the, at the, at the you know, flexibility of people of all ages that are regular devotees of those sorts of exercises. And as a personal message to myself, I need to start doing a lot more stretching if I want to maintain that range of motion because if we have tight hamstrings 
referred pain may be lower back pain or upper back pain because you know you've got tight hamstrings and it could be different different sorts of muscle weaknesses could be related to the actual the range of motion around those joints uh, not as what they should be so the important message of today is don't neglect flexibility um, incorporate it into your program it is they are simple exercises and really if we're sitting there watching TV, it's a pretty easy way of um, doing some exercises. So message to self there, Rod. Message to yourself or to myself? Well, I think you can do it too. Oh, thank you very much. Good advice. <laughs> very good advice. Okay. A simple way of uh, just maintaining flexibility as you get older in particular, or maybe you're starting out uh, with a bit of exercise when you're younger as well. Gordon, thank you very much for that. We will talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Rod. Gordon Lynch, Health and Fitness.